I'm enjoying your headdress. Oh, my little thing right here? Mm-hmm. Thank you. And your hair. <coughs> oh, I just did. Grew, got my hair done. It grew a lot since I last seen you, which was a few minutes ago. If you buy it, you own it. Got it. You got the receipt? Because you don't own it unless you have the receipt. No, I don't need a receipt. Oh, you do? No, it's, I only need a receipt if I'm going to take it back. No, there's no proof that you own it if you don't have a receipt. I don't need a receipt. So you could have stole it. You could have saw somebody walking down the street. Could have. Judging by the looks of it, a prostitute. Could and have. Just snatched it right a off. A beautiful, glamorous prostitute with purple Got edges. Got it. And a beautiful, glamorous prostitute who knows style. Got and it. a beautiful, glamorous prostitute who has beautiful, lovely tresses and curls, like waterfall down my shoulders. Got it. But a prostitute nonetheless. I am Marcellus. I am the TV guy. And my name is Ken, and I am the movie guy. And together we're a hot mess. Oh my god. There's a target on my back. I'm always under attack. He can improve on his posture. Because the way he's standing right now, he's going to look like a snail at 62. Kenneth makes a good uh, jailhouse top ramen. Um, Kenneth... Okay. I really would like to use the word that's a little bit more appropriate for 2019, which is working woman. Oh, okay. Woman of the night? Well, no, because some people work during the day. Not with that hairstyle. And I think that you need to be very respective of those people who choose that as a career. I'm very respectful. They have feelings, too. and they they're very They're not prostitutes anymore. That's not what they go by. No, some of them still are prostitutes. (laughs) So there's the judgment that I'm talking about. (laughs) It's surfacing again, kind of like (laughs) bubbles from a seltzer that comes to the top of the glass. (laughs) And if we could do anything in this time to kind of help... You heal? Is there something that happened to you with, with, with the person of the night or yes. the day? I gave up being a prostitute. Now I'm just um, bitter. Oh, um, well, that's so good. You honest. I wanted to know from you, Kenneth Brown. Did you just snort? No. I could have swore her. No. You did. You just snorted. <laughs> I want to know from you, how do you sleep at night? Okay. Did you want to try that one again? No, I meant that. How do you sleep at night? How do I sleep at night? Mm-hmm. Like how you sleep at night? No. How do you sleep at night knowing that you there it is. are a homewrecker? That's what I wanted to know. What the other when the other shoe was going <laughs> to drop. That's what I was waiting for. First of all, I'm not wrecking nobody's home. That's not what's on Facebook. I'm not wrecking nobody's home. You can look all you want on Facebook. I don't care what you do. I My ain't granny said that's the newspaper. Listen, <laughs> you can go right ahead. <laughs> hey, granny. Are you listening? Listen. Are, do you listen to this podcast? I don't think she do. I don't think. It's a lot of my family that don't listen to this podcast or else I'll be getting more phone calls. Right? <laughs> so I heard on there that you had said, um. Ah, I'm wondering about them pronouns. <laughs> <laughs> Ken, do you have any shout outs? Give a shout out to somebody. Give a shout out. I like to give a last time I gave a shout out to Yesenia, who mm-hmm. said that uh, she listens to this podcast on her way to work in the morning. And I right. just want to say thank you so much. And then I also gave a shout out to my other coworker, Marlene, who's amazing, right. who said she loves listening to the podcast. Yeah. I would like to give a shout out to Roger Portillo. Ooh. Roger is my supervisor who also just told me last week that he loved the podcast nice. in the middle of supervision. And I just want to say thank you for that. And nice. I really appreciate you and all you do as a supervisor. And I'm glad that you listened to the show. He said that we have great chemistry. I told him that I hate you, but he oh said that God. I did it very well. Like I really cover it up. 
very well because it, it seems as if I really like you. That's great. You help me work on my acting skills. Good. Yeah. I'm glad I was able to bring that out because I wasn't sure. And oftentimes I. But you I, do drive me to drink. No, no, you know, you you've been drinking way before I met you. No, that's not true. Absolutely, according There's to Facebook, no we've been friends for two years. Oh, you don't have a receipt. There's no proof. No, everyone who's listening, Marcellus is an alcoholic. I am not. You cannot throw that word around so calmly. I am not an alcoholic. I'm only throwing it. Way. Not only am I throwing it around calmly, I'm throwing it around with confidence. No, uh, well, I'm I, very confident with the statement I just made. I reject and decline. You can't, <laughs> although your ATM card may, but right. you cannot. Well, just like it say on there, it's like, do-do-do. So you have to try a new card, because I reject that. I want y'all to ask Marcellus, and I wish you could. I wish this was a call-in show. He has a glass of alcohol in front of him as no, we speak. I do not. Oh, you don't have a glass of alcohol in front of you? I'm taking a picture, not. and I'm posting it in real time. You're not going to do that to me. Wine is not alcohol. Wine is... Oh, smoking like a true alcoholic. Wine. Smoking like a true alcoholic. <laughs> Wine is not alcohol. Can I tell you what Marcellus did to me? He was like, oh, we're going to drink tonight. We're going to drink. Wine and I was is like, a okay. leisure drink. I said, well, I'm going to drink something, but I'm not really, you know, I'm not really like a drinker like that. And then I'll do like a wine cooler. He's like, what? Your wine cooler? After he cuts me out for five minutes, he's like, okay, fine. I'm going to support you. Marcella drank nine wine coolers. <laughs> you are not okay. You and are I not. Said, first of all, and say I drank that was my no. drink to drink. And I'm sorry, I'm not up to whiskey or go go's or whatever else you be drinking. I'm away from my turn. I'm just saying, is that where's the lie? Did I'm you going, drink all the? I am going to now grab a hold of my narrative. Then you drink all the wine coolers. From I did me? not drink all the. I wine went coolers. in the refrigerator because I was of all, so we happy. All had one. Okay. One. How many did you? <laughs> You did not have just one. I had three. Oh my god! It's only yes. six in the box. <laughs> okay, I had three. It's, y'all, it's only but six in the box. But to be fair, wine coolers—that's like drinking Kool-Aid. Well, you can go drink. This is my one time to shine, and, and you, you just have even, to come and in and wanted, drink. He that. couldn't even drink that. He drank half the wine cooler, and he said, "Ooh, it's getting warm." And he said his chest was burning. It felt like a hot cross was on him. It's true, and then just let me live in that. You know no, what I'm saying? You I could have had half that. that wine cooler, and then you didn't finish it. And there's two nope, things we don't waste. I did finish time it. and alcohol. I did finish it. I put it back in the refrigerator and I drank it back the next day. And he okay. just got mad because I didn't consume it immediately, like a real person. I did not say nothing about immediately. It was the next day. That's what I'm saying. He didn't like the fact that I waited the next day. Okay. Well, there are plenty of people out there who would love, <laughs> love to have it. See what I'm saying? And so he helped himself the three of the wine coolers out of the six that was in the box. And so I just basically said, well, I just I want to help up. you because you wasn't going to finish it. I was just in my own time. But now you just. You now you went all full. Very you went good. full throttle and said nine, and I ain't gonna sit there and drink no nine wine coolers. You would not in one hour. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. Everybody gonna think I'm an alcoholic. Listen, no! I am not an alcoholic, y'all. I'm he just, is. He's so it. I am just very, very mature in my drinking. Oh gosh, I listen. I support his right to choose. That's just what it is gonna be. I support On his the next right episode. To we will talk about Kenneth's vices. You can talk about my vices now. My vices are sugar. <laughs> Your vices not sugar. My vices is sugar. I love some Skittles. No, I'm just playing. But Kenneth, oh, first of all, everyone, welcome tell. to my fave. Hello, everybody, and welcome. We're so glad that you joined us. What episode is this, Marcellus? This is episode 12 of the second season. Can you believe that? I know. The I second know. season. How many episodes are we doing this season? The same we did last time. And what is that number? Do you remember? Could you tell me? <sighs> 20. Yes, everybody, I'm so excited. We got eight more to go. 
for this season. Y'all, I worry sometimes. We're I feel halfway like Kent there. don't know nothing right now. He don't know nothing about this podcast. We're halfway there. And to be honest, I don't even know if this is Kenneth. I want y'all to know that every time we record, there's a different wig, a different hat. I don't know who I'm recording with. I don't know who I'm going to see. I feel like I am dealing with someone with multiple personality disorder, and he is perfectly fine with it. And I am just trying my best to, you know, make this flow. But I'm, I'm worried. Please send help. You're recording with the genius. Am I? Yes, and that's what you need to know because I don't fit in. Okay, uh, I, anywhere I like to stand about, step out. Got you. That's what you do. I just wanted to define it for you because you was worried about what it was. Yeah. I'm telling you what it is. Okay, live in this moment. Thank you, Mister Misfit. Hold Ooh, space. How was your week? My wait. What's Mister Misfit? Is that a magician? Yeah, that's your name, Mister Misfit. And you, you got the. You look like you could be Mister. Oh my God! I'm taking a picture. You look like you could work at the Magic Castle, and your name is Mister <laughs> Misfit. You will come out just like this. I love it. Shout out to El Ropo. El Ropo. Yes. Oh, I'm going to talk about that. Go ahead. I need to call him to have him come and do my, uh, give me some passes. Anyway. <laughs> I want him to make my bills disappear. <laughs> I want him to make my hurt and pain disappear. <laughs> I would like everyone to know that I had an amazing week. It was great. I hung out with my cousins. It's a little great time. You know what I'm saying? I went up to Solvang. I did a little day trip. I had such a great weekend. A great week all in all. It started out crazy. Tell us what Solvang is for those that don't know. Solvang is a, is a Danish city up uh, past Santa Barbara. Ooh, and you drive about two and a half hours from here. It's all beautiful Danish architecture. And it's a walkable city with a cute few restaurants, bakeries, ice cream parlors, and just a lot of good shopping. And it's fun, especially with the weather. Was How amazing. did you find out about Solvang? It's always been a thing in California. When you live in Southern California, you know about Sylvain. And nice. so somebody just tells you about it. Like when you're Can looking I tell for you, things to me, to do. Sylvain sounds like vampires live there. They do. Got it. They do. Got it. They're all uh, blonde hair and blue eyes. Oh, got it. Understood. But they live there. They live there. And they live in wooden shoes. <laughs> Clogs. Yeah. Uh, it's against <laughs> the law to shave anything wood in the point of, in the shape of a stick. Oh, got if it. If you notice, everything is like shaped like the letter U. Mm. I love Sylvain, and if anyone has ever wanted to go, go. It's a great day trip. You have a lot of hotels. You can sit in the night, little small hotels, but go. It's a great day trip. It's a lot of fun. That's great. Paula's Pancake House. Ooh, Get you some Danish some pancakes. pancakes. When you go, try the Danish pancakes. You can't go all the way up there and not do Danish, so try the Danish uh, pancakes, and then after that, if you don't like them, don't get them ever again, but you got to try them at least once, and the Danish sausage. It's like being in Denmark, but you're here in California. Mm -hmm. Cali Mark. How was your week? My week was actually great. What did you do? I've been having a great time at work, um, getting a lot done. We've had a lot of changes. My work uh, flow, workload has increased, but I'm just handling it and I love it. And also, this was not in my week, but I didn't talk about this before. Um, or maybe we touched on it a little bit, but we had the opportunity, me and a good few friends, to go to the magic castle yes. this was a while back yeah um, but if you do not know what the magic castle is it is basically um the academy of magical what is it called mr brandon arts 
the academy <laughs> the academy of magical there you arts go. there you go <laughs> and it you have to have a membership and if you don't have a membership you have to be invited it's very exclusive mm-hmm. you gotta dress up you mm-hmm. can't come in there slipping because they will send you away that's right and you can't do that stuff that y'all used to do in prom back in the uh in the bay where you wear a suit with uh, air forces that ain't gonna work <laughs> you've got to be dressed up and you've got to be on your p's and q's From the and the you can only for all the millennial millennials out there you can only take pictures in the front room and that's all that's once you enter you cannot take any more pictures and they will remind you of that the whole time you're there i love it um, i love it i had but no problem not being i was very phone. nervous while going in there because i thought we was gonna come out with like a hex on us or something it's very dark it's very dark it's a lot of wood and velvet yeah we probably got cursed but i had a great time yeah i'm pretty sure we have cut it two or three years off of our lives. Yeah, probably. Uh, someone took our soul energy. Right, but the food point. is good. Oh, and I'm not going to tell you good. too much about like what the things that happen there because you have to experience it. Don't want to give too much away. But Plus, they'll probably kill us. It's right. It's very worth going. And someone said to me, I mean, but like, what's there? Like magic? And then if you have that mindset, don't go. Yeah. <laughs> Just go if you really are open to experience something different than, you know, going in and out and going home. Um, Ooh, but yes, shade. my week was uh, amazing, and yeah, yeah. All of you all who are listening, are you wondering what our topic is today? I am. Can you tell me? I want you all to know that you're in for a special treat. Today's topic and our movie theme and television theme is movies from the LGBTQ community. <laughs> These are movies and television shows that focus on openly gay characters yes. or a content that will be found in our LGBTQ, community. LGBTQIA. Oh, yes. R-S- Intersectional and asexual. P-E-C-T-P. To find out what it means to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm very excited about it. There's so much representation nowadays. There's so many voices. There's so many uh, point of views. And it's just like, wow. And it happens to be June. Okay. Which is Pride Month. Amazing. So and I, happy Pride right, to all of our happy listeners. Pride. Whether you're in the community or outside looking in. Happy and I'm going to throw this out there just because I can. Um, June is also Vitiligo Awareness Month. So, uh, yeah, y'all remember that. Moving on. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you for that. Anyone who is listening, shout out to y'all. Who almost said something, but it would have been so inappropriate. So inappropriate. Go, no, go ahead and say it so people can know who you really are. Just said it. Oh. He didn't hear it though, but I said it. That's so wrong. <laughs> no, but I'm very excited to. Uh, I'm very excited to see what your faves are, Ken. I actually am really excited. I have so many to choose from in this category, and it was very difficult for me to narrow it down. Uh, I was able to come to my my fave very quickly. Okay, got it. It was must watch that got a little tricky for me. Okay, but I've, I've finally narrowed it down. There's some great ones, and can I also say there are movies in this category that I have not seen yet? Really? That I need to see. So as I was going through the list, I was like, Oh my god, I've never seen that. Oh my god, I've never seen that. Oh my god, I heard about that. So I got some watching to do. And just like you in our last episode, you were saying that for Netflix, you were more on the show side mm-hmm. than the movie. For me, with LGBTQ, I have so many lgbtq movies that mm-hmm. i could just throw out like mm-hmm. oh my god this this that mm-hmm. pick mm-hmm. a fave when it came to show it wasn't that it was hard because i did have a few that i loved and i know what my fave is but mm-hmm. i didn't know as many as movies oh okay know, okay so. there are a lot of change y'all i can't wait to jump into it but first we're gonna do our 
Lights, camera, action. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a singer. If you all didn't know. Can can you please do your uh you just, do that again? just do a few lines of your uh you know the Which one they always request to... of you to do when you go sing at the, Which one the liquid that? lounge. Which one would you like me to do? Is that can you give me the title of I it? I think it's called In the Morning. <laughs> Ain't no need to worry. Everybody raise your lighters. What the night is gonna bring. Watch how I went real low. It'll be all over <laughs> in the morning. Ain't no need to worry. This might just fall what out. What the night is gonna bring, it'll be all over in the morning. In the morning. Yes. I don't want to give y'all too much, yeah. but I um I do do some things at the Sleepy Kitty on Thursdays. The Sleepy Kitty. Yes, a little yeah. lounge that I started on the side. I think I'm gonna yeah. add that to the end of this episode. If anybody's want to come again. down to the Sleepy, yeah, please do it. <laughs> come on down to the Sleepy Kitty Lounge. I, I, it's like a, um, I, I imagine it. It's like this cat with a handkerchief around her neck, mm-hmm. and the eyes blink when she's sleeping, and they open up, mm-hmm. and it's just alternating. And there's couches in there instead of chairs. Oh no, 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 no! There's chairs. There's chairs. There's chairs. There's no oh. couches. Nobody sleeps in there. No. That's just oh. the name of it, well, and we have different drinks and stuff like that. <laughs> so uh, I don't know what is uh, our lights, camera, action, Kenneth. Oh, I thought you was gonna do it. You, you know what? You said that you had it. You know what? I want I everybody to know. Had it. I asked Kenneth if he had a lights, camera, action. He said he did. No, I said I can do one, but if you have one, go right ahead. That I don't want to so, interrupt you. That is so wrong. You had something for it. I'll let you well, do anyway, it. Well, anyway, Ken, I do have one. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> so I tend, I learned this um, way back when with one of my friends, and I tend to use it all the time on all my friends. So I'm going to do a sped up version of it today. And I want listeners, while you're listening, I want you to answer these questions too, because it may reveal something about you Uh and i love 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 like digging into people's uh subconscious and that's why i really think i'm supposed to be like gene gray or somebody or like uh or a therapist uh the martian whatever because i want to like go into somebody's mind and be like why are you crazy (laughs) um anyway so what this is called it is called the cube cocology game And what it basically does is you answer a set of questions and you answer just what comes to your mind. And by answering these things, it's supposed to reveal something about your personality. Now, it could be spot on or it could not. Who cares? Okay. It's just fun to do. So, Ken, I'm just going to ask you these few questions. You're going to imagine this in your mind. You're going to answer while the view the listeners answer it themselves, too. I just would ask that if you are driving and listening to this, please don't close your eyes. Thank you. All right. Or if so, you do, it's your right to cheat. We support. No, I do not support that right. Here we go. So, Ken, I want you to first imagine you're in a desert. The desert is incredibly large, and sitting in the desert is a cube. Ooh, uh, oh, that's my phone. Yeah, let's all wait for him to uh, turn his phone off. Okay, now, I'm in the desert. Yes. First, imagine you're in a desert. The desert is incredibly large, and sitting in the desert is a cube. Do you see the cube? How big is the cube? Where exactly is it? Is it buried in the sand or is it sitting on top? Is it floating? Uh-uh. The cube is sitting right there on top of the sand and it's made out of wood. It's made out of wood? I was going to ask you that. Look at you. And it's like two stories tall. Okay. Look, you answered stuff before I even ask you. Hmm. 
Um, is it moving at all or anything like that? Uh uh-uh. uh. It's, it's just, just right stationary. There? So it's made out of wood. Mm-hmm. What kind of wood? It's just made out of like dark oak. Dark oak. Mm-hmm. Got it. And it's, okay. It's like two windows on the bottom floor, two windows on the top floor. So Got you can it. let a lot of uh, different natural light in. Got it. And you said two stories tall? Uh-huh. Look at the Lord. Okay. Now, as you're observing that cube, keep it in your mind. Mm-hmm. I want you, uh, uh, you begin to notice that there's also a ladder in this desert. Mm-hmm. This is a very interesting desert. Mm-hmm. Um, what is this ladder made out of? How long is it? Is it an old ladder? Where is it in relation to the cube? The ladder is leaning on the side of the home up to the second floor. When do we get to a home? Well, the, the, I imagine the cube to be my house. Is that okay to do that? I guess. I guess and then okay. the, the ladder is leaning up to the second window, to the story window, because somebody was trying to get in. Do you have a two-car garage? No. Six? There's just a car park <laughs> on the outside for two okay, cars. Okay, tell me again, though. The ladder was leaning up to the second floor window because somebody tried to jump in. And how long is it? Up to the second floor window. I'm oh, sorry. And is it old or new? Uh, and it's a new ladder made out of wood. New ladder made out of wood. Great. That's great proud of you mm-hmm. now keep that all in your mind i want you now to imagine a horse has appeared in the desert mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's deep mm-hmm. is this horse moving at all if so which direction what does it look like and if you're having a hard time thinking about it you know take a moment no it's not moving it's standing right by the uh wooden cube second uh-huh. floor but it's on the bottom and you need to know that this horse looked like one of them Budweiser horses. It's real big with the beautiful white fur along the hoofs. And it's gotcha. big. It's giant. It's brown. Like a like a coconut brown. Like with a coconut like brown. white, kind of like eggshell white. And where did uh, you say it was again? I'm sorry. It's standing right next to the cube. And it's not the, moving? It's just standing there? It's standing there? up under the ladder because it's trying to get a little shade. Got you. That's great. Now, keep that in your mind. I want you to now imagine flowers in this desert. Mm-hmm. How many flowers can you see? Where are they in relation to other objects in the desert? And where are they growing from? The flowers are growing from the sand in front of the cube home. Mm-hmm. The flowers are I love how this beautiful is orange. They're uh-huh. beautiful, bright, fiery orange. And there's just a lot of them in front of the house. Oh, that's pretty. Mm-hmm. That's pretty. Mm-hmm. Now, I hope you brought an umbrella. Okay. Because it's going to be a storm. Oh. <laughs> Okay. I want you to imagine that there is a storm. Mm-hmm. Can you see the storm? Um, what kind of storm is it? Is it coming? Is it going? What's happening in this storm? And where is this storm in relation to everything else? Well, it seems like the storm is happening all over. So it's as if the cube itself the is there is in the middle. Over. over. <laughs> the storm is raging. <laughs> and the rain is coming down pretty hard. Um, however, um, the storm doesn't last long. So it's, it's, it's on everything, everywhere. Uh-huh. But everything just, is covered by the storm. The storm long. is impacting everything, but it doesn't last long. But gotcha. when it does storm, it's a very intense storm with big gotcha. droplets of rain. Okay. Which is what supports the growing of the beautiful orange flowers. Right. Okay. So <clears throat> now I want you to take the time to kind of just think it through for a few seconds. And if you are listening, I mean, yes, you are listening. Those who are listening, mm-hmm. take a moment to just think it through what everything was. Remember it. Keep it in your mind, pictured vividly so that you can remember. Because now I'm going to tell you what some of the meaning is. And oh. I want you to know that what I'm going to say is a little limited. You can take it upon yourself to go online, type this in. It's called Cube 
Kokology, K-O-K-O-L-O-G-Y. And when you go on, you can see what some of your answers mean if I can't answer it for you all. I'm, of course, going to answer for Kenneth and whatever else we're not missing. Producer Brandon will look up and things like that. But for your own sake, you can right. definitely go online and look. And I will let you know that there are very there's a lot of different um, interpretations. Mm-hmm. So just do the one I said with the desert because I'm always right. So, oh, okay. <laughs> Kenneth, you may be wondering, what does this all mean? I am. Well, let's start with the cube. Okay. What's happening when you're doing this? It's like an ancient Japanese thing that they figured when you answer these questions, it just reveals so much. What's happening when you're doing it is you're building this this picture of yourself. Okay. And things around you. Okay. So the cube represents your ego. Okay. Okay. If the cube you envisioned is large, you're likely a very confident person. Oh, two-story cube. Look at you. I'm very confident. Overconfident. Two stories if confident. If it's small, you're most likely shy and modest. Mm-mm, not small. If the cube is dug in the ground, it means you are a planner that thinks far into the future. No. If the cube is sitting on top of the ground, that means you're very you're, you're a very business-like thinker, but also just a free thinker. Just that's kinda so random. true. Ooh, that's me. And it also means you're a hoe. Ooh, they just added that. Um, Who added that? I'm just playing. You know what? Here we go. Here we go. A cube that is moving signifies Uh that you are someone who thinks out of the box and avoids convention. Oh. And I know yours are sitting, so who knows? So that just means I'm regular. Yeah, basic. Okay, I'm basic. The latter... And for anyone else, if you had something else, I remember there were times I was talking to people, their cube was made out of water, running water. There was somebody's cube was made out of linen. Somebody's cube was made, of, what was a hologram? All those things, somewhere on the internet, there are explanations like for what all What about my over. cube being made out of wood? Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot about that part. And some people's were made out of like marble, whatever. Um, the other part to this is the material of your cube okay. also represents you as a person as far as how do you let people in so if you have a more softer material you're a little more open to kind of you know letting people into your life things like that if you have a harder material then you have a more rough exterior as far as not letting people into what's really going on and on top of that some people will have like glass which is a hard um, exterior but it's transparent so that i think sometimes this is something you would have to look up means that it's like you have a rough exterior, but you still tend to let people in to pieces or whatever. So I'm wood, so I'm not letting nobody in easy. No. Do you Good. think that you do? Absolutely not. I'm just exactly accurate. Right. Look at God. So the ladder signifies, oh, we're moving on, everyone, to the ladder. It okay. signifies your friends. Uh-huh. You've got so many friends. Uh-huh. If you've envisioned the ladder touching the cube, it means uh-huh. you're very connected to your friends and you rely on them for support. Do you think that's true? No. No? No, I'm just like, (laughs) but I thought you were connected to your friends. I don't think you really rely on a lot of your friends for support, though. No, I don't. But you are very connected. But I'm connected. Yeah. Um, I had read somewhere else that if the the ladder is laying on the cube, your friends rely on you. I see that. Probably be more accurate. Yeah, because it was like the friend thing. So this one I'm reading now probably is a little different. Yeah, I read Who knows? I see that be more accurate. Um... Just for anyone else, if the ladder is detached somewhere else, somebody told me their ladder was all the way in the back of the desert on the flow. If the ladder is detached, that means you prefer to be independent. Sometimes Uh you're not as close to your friends or you speak to them very randomly. Okay. 
Um, and you said your ladder was tall, like the same size. Mm, size it was right? about up to the uh, second floor window. Okay. Um, so it was a pretty tall ladder. If the cube is the same level as, I mean, the ladder is the same level as, as your cube, you view your friends as equals. Like you and That's your friends true. are equals. You don't think you're above them. Or That's so they're true. They're below you or whatever else. That makes sense. But if your ladder is below the cube, mm -hmm. then you kind of see your friends as below you or your friends see you as like an uh, authoritative figure oh, okay. in their life. Okay. Um, and lastly... Yes, about the horse. If you're the oh. the the opposite of that is if the ladder is higher than the cube, uh -huh. then you kind of see your friends in that state, or your friends kind of see oh, you below. So. Deep. That's no. deep. That's deep. And uh, it doesn't say it on this one, but I was reading something about like the um, the rungs. Mm -hmm. Kind of signifies your amount of friends that you really consider close friends. Okay. Um, okay. And then the newness or the oldness of the ladder kind of represents the types of friends you have. And you said a new wooden ladder. And you, I see that you tend to make new friends every day. We was on a uh, a train and Ken just sparked up a conversation and now he got he best friends with this man that we never knew. What train? Moving what on. What train are you? What train? <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> Your face though was like what? <laughs> I was like a train. <laughs> Let me but move it on. is true though. I do make friends very easily. The horse. We're moving on to the horse. Is your ideal partner? Ooh, we about to get into your mind. Mm. If the horse you imagine is a strong workhorse, mm -hmm. that means your ideal partner is hardworking and reliable. If you've imagined a more delicate horse, that means your ideal partner is likely someone who takes pride in his or her appearance or enjoys being pampered. What was your? I chose that workable horse because that them Budweiser horses is big. Yeah, you want and like, they strong, got you, got you. reliable, got you. Okay. And where the horse is kind of signifies just how close you are as far as that significant other or if that significant other is close. Sometimes people's is walking mm -hmm. means they're coming. Sometimes people's is going means they're going away. Also, somebody said, oh, my horse was eating the cube. I said, listen, oh. what you do in your own time is none of my business. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> another thing is what your horse is doing kind of signifies things so if the horse is moving a lot or whatever mm -hmm. you tend to more you tend to like a more radical relationship where things change whatever okay. if your horse is standing still you want things to be a little more stable you know you want things to be what yeah, they are yeah my horse was standing right next to the cube so I'm looking for stability and I'm looking for the relationship to happen very quickly so Thank if you. anybody's listening you know what's up ooh Okay, I'm gonna move to the next ones fast so we can finish. The flowers represent children. Oh, oh and you had hella little orange babies. I had a lot of kids in the front. <laughs> the number of flowers you imagine represent the number of children you would like to have. Or, of course, if you have like a hundred flowers, you ain't gonna have a hundred kids. But it does mean that you want to be fruitful and you love kids in general. And I saw it as they didn't say this, this is just my own interpretation. Uh -oh. Even if there were a lot of flowers, a lot of people I talk to that have that many flowers mm. tend to work with kids or tend to be around kids oh, a lot, stuff like that. There it is. Um and if is. the flowers are close to the cube, that means you desire a close relationship with your kids or kids, or you already have one. Okay. And that all makes sense. Yeah. That all tracks. Yeah. That all tracks. So also uh, somebody I did this with, they said the horse was eating the flowers. I said, well, okay. <laughs> listen. <laughs> and lastly, the thunderstorm. I'm going to put that in there. The thunderstorm represents your fears. Okay. And it also represents any like threats that may be coming or things that's going to kind of ignite your fears. 
Um, is the if the storm imagine is far off in the distance, that means you're living a life with little worry. If the storm is close mm-hmm. or happening, that means you are ready to face whatever conflict or conflict may be there. But it's also something that you fear is just like in your face. Mm-hmm. If the storm is directly over the cube, like mm-hmm. yours again, mm-hmm. uh, it could also mean that some of your troubles may be overwhelming you. Mm. You want to talk? I don't. Okay. And (laughs) there's sometimes storms can be leaving. Sometimes Uh storms can be passing. And what the storm is, um, people can look that up. If it's a thunderstorm, a blizzard, a sandstorm, those kind of change the meanings too. So that's good. That means that whatever it is that's my issue or whatever I'm dealing with, I'm I'm ready to confront it. That's the interpretation I would like to take. You're ready to confront it, but you also said that it's there for a minute and it goes. Yes. So, you know. It comes and that's it. That's it. That's deep. That's exactly accurate. Yeah. Thank you for this, Prophet. You're so welcome. I do what I can. That's good. I'm going to send you my offering. All right. You guys, if you all want to get a reading from um, Prophet Marcellus, all you have to do is uh, tune in to www.oracles.com, and you will be able to get a reading from Marcellus. Yes. For $14.99 for the first minute. It's actually called Oracles Orifices. Oracles Orifices. And orals. It's oracles, orifices, ornate. Oracles, orifices, ornate, and orals. Thank you. That's it. Dot com. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go on this break. Well, hello. This is B. Peterson. Are you tired of children talking back? Do you find it hard to get out of bed in the morning? Do your pancakes break whenever you try to flip them? Well, I've got the product for you. Call right now at 1-800-888-888 for just three easy payments of $19.84. It can be yours. And it seems as if we got a caller calling in right now. Hey, this is Lester Holt from Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh Uh-huh. You know what? I'm definitely interested in what you're selling. Yeah. I just don't know what you're pushing. Well, thank you for your call. Listen, this is the greatest product we've ever had. I think we have another caller calling in right now. Hi, this is Marjorie Thompson. Hi, Marjorie. I'm calling from Denver, Colorado. Uh Uh-huh. Well, everything that you're saying applies to me. I'm just not sure what you're selling. That's wonderful. Thank you for your call. Wait, what? Act right now because supplies will not last. And if you call right now, you can get an extra one for free. See you later. Well, what is he selling? <laughs> Welcome back to Fave Mind. Marcellus is supposed to say we're back. I was not. I was not. <laughs> yes, Marcellus. What is your fave LGBTQ movie? Oh my God. It's so funny you asked. I was doing a podcast where I was going to be talking about this very thing with someone. And in that podcast, if I were to choose my favorite, favorite movie that focuses on LGBT content and characters, stories, my fave would be The Birdcage. Yes. Uh, Let me take everybody back to 1996. Sir Robin Williams, the late and great Robin Williams, Nathan Lane, Broadway star, made movie star, and a young Callista Flockhart, Gene Hackman, Diane Weist, and Hank Azaria. Y'all, this was fantastic. Um, Robin Williams. Birdcage was about a gay cabaret owner, 
uh, played by uh, Robin Williams and his drag queen companion, um, played by Nathan Lane. And they agree to put up this false straight front so that their son can introduce them to his fiance, <laughs> um, right wing, very moral parents. Uh-huh. So we're in Miami. And uh, Robin Williams is amazing as he always is. This movie was directed by Mike Nichols. Mike Nichols, oh God, I really like Mike Nichols. Mike Nichols is um, actually a part of this group called the Compass Players, who okay. started Second City. Really? So the Compass Players, uh, one of the uh, Compass Players uh, was uh, Paul Seals, and Paul Seals' mom is Viola Spolin. And I think I'm saying that right, but she was the one who came up with the improv games, which were actually warm-up games within the world of theater. And those games helped you kind of like get your juices flowing, and they later became like the basis of improv. Mm-hmm. So Mike Nichols was a part of this group that kind of started all that. Needless to say, Mike Nichols had this amazing um, uh, comedy duo with Ellie May, I think her name was, and it was called Nichols and May, Black mm-hmm. and White hilarious they would just get on stage and improvise these whole like long sets just between the two of them okay fast forward mike nichols becomes this amazing director Uh those of you who are listening to me mike nichols also directed the graduate starring dustin hoffman Mm -hmm. he directed who's afraid of virginia wolf with elizabeth taylor mike nichols is a very big deal in the in the in the whole world of of like directing in movies so Along comes this amazing gem called The Birdcage. And Robin Williams, when he was first approached with this movie, he did not want to play Nathan Lane's character because that's who Mike Nichols cast him as. Okay. And Robert Williams was like, oh, I'm kind of tired of playing these outlandish, over-the-top characters. And I kind of want to do something a little bit more toned down. So he's like, okay, fine. Also, I have to say that Steve Martin was supposed to play the part that uh, Robin Williams played. And then Robin Williams was supposed to play Nathan Lane's character. But Steve Martin wasn't available. There was some scheduling conflicts, which also led to the decision for Robin Williams to do that. But can I tell y'all, thank the Lord for that. Because Robin Williams taking the role that he made famous gives Nathan Lane a chance to come to the table. Nathan Lane was just known in Broadway. Okay. Okay. He was just a theater star. Amazing. Impeccable. So this is like his film debut. This is what makes Nathan Lane a household name in the world of movies and in entertainment, period. Oh, you guys. This is such an amazing. I think he played uh, Nathan Lane's uh, drag queen character's name was Starina. Starina? Starina was the star of the show. And Starina was a diva. Very, 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 very much a diva. And then you have Hank Azaria who comes in. Hank Azaria is the housemaid, the cook, everything that they need in the house to keep it running. And Hank Azaria was so funny in this role, y'all. It's amazing. I just love that that kind of movie happened at that time. Yes, yes. I just love it. This movie, by the way, you guys, was the highest grossing film um, that had a lead openly gay character. The opening uh, was $18 million, which is a lot of money for opening back in the 90s. Right. And then it later goes on. This movie cost $31 million to make. It later goes on to be... I th- that movie pulled in $185 million. That's crazy. From a $31 million budget. That's crazy. Can I tell y'all? <laughs> if you want to see Gene Hackman in drag, Diane Weiss. Mm-hmm. And Calista Flockhart, all made up, you got to come 
and 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 just go on this journey with me that is birdcage so all the craziness ensues the family comes over they're trying to pretend to be straight and all the other kind of stuff it's just not working and you know the truth comes out that you know the two men are together and Uh oh oh god it's amazing you guys it's so amazing so they end up um trying to figure out how to get out of this scenario and here's why the senator is a very conservative senator he's a senator gene hackman is a senator okay so the son is engaged to the daughter of the senator who is the creator of this moral committee Commit committee committee so basically committee so basically <laughs> on this moral committee they have i think uh chlamydia is chlamydia. like the, the ultimate form of chlamydia <laughs> girl i didn't got chlamydia girl i got chlamydia <laughs> um anyway um that all the news reporters are there because they're trying to figure out what is this very conservative senator doing at a gay cabaret club. Mm. So the only way to kind of get them out of the situation is they decide to put them in drag. Oh, so Lord. in the course in movie magic, nobody recognized it was Gene Hackman oh, in drag. Right. Nobody recognized Diane Weiss. And they were able to leave the club. And, you know, there's like a happily ever after kind of moment. But in between start to finish... This film will have you dying laughing. Oh, I believe it. I don't care where this movie is. If I catch it as I'm flipping channels or whatever, uh-huh. I have to finish it. Like, this yeah. is one of those I have to finish movies. Y'all all know you have your have to finish movies. When it comes on, Marcellus's have to finish movie is uh, Tu Wong Fu. Tu Wong Fu. No matter where Tu Wong Fu is in Gotta the film, I don't it. care if it's 15 minutes left or an hour left, he's going to sit down and watch the rest of the movie. For sure. So my uh, one of my um, must-finish movies would be the birdcage wherever it comes along amazing y'all it's amazing it's miami it's great it's robin williams at his best and even though he is not the most flamboyant of the between the two right nathan lane literally stole the show and i'm so happy for nathan lane because rob to for nathan lane to to basically come on set and like match wits and committee co- comedy prowess uh-huh. committee i don't know why he wants to say committee today. come on committee oh, my mic dropped you I said chlamydia what? and didn't have a mic drop i said committee <laughs> then chlamydia and now i'm talking about comedy okay so with everything that's, that's going gonna be on the name of this episode chlamydia chlamydia <laughs> <laughs> so with everything that's going on and whatever Robin Williams brings to the table, uh-huh. Nathan Lane matches it. And yes. I think that was what was so amazing because I know who Robin Williams is. We all knew when this movie came out who Robin Williams is and what he can do. Right. But Nathan Lane was amazing. Like my eyes kept going. Every scene he's in, he is flawless. And I think as an actor looking at that film, you get nervous. Like, oh, my God, I just got cast in a movie with Robin Williams and right, Gene right. Hackman. And, and it's Mike Nichols directing. So I can only imagine the pressure coming mm-hmm. from Broadway. But he crushed it. Nathan Lane, if you're listening, you are my hero. You crushed it. That's beautiful. Um, what a beautiful way. I have a question for you. Yeah. So let's say you were to remake this movie today. Mm-hmm. Who would you cast as the two main characters, Robin Williams and uh, Nathan Lane? Oh, God. That's such a good question. I want to say Will Ferrell. I want to make him my Robin Williams character. Okay. And I think I want to do, or, or no, 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 no. I think I might change it. I think I'm going to just do two SNL alums. I think I want to do... Bill Hader okay. as my Robin Williams character, and I think I would want to do Will Ferrell 
as my Nathan Lane character because I can see both of them giving me just the comedic gravitas to do both and I can see Will Ferrell being that over the top character so can I see Bill Nader doing it Bill Hader Will Ferrell is so funny but not Bill Nader <laughs> Bill Nader's a politician <laughs> don't sleep on Taron Killam I can see him being uh, Robin Williams character yeah he's the one who did the uh, the, the old guy doing the mood reviews next oh yeah, oh yeah 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 I can see Taron Killam I, I don't those guys just jumped in my head right away if I had to choose it um, but it's hard to it's hard to say, man. That's a very good question. Thank you. I just wanted to know. If you guys have never seen Birdcage, please. Uh, this is Happy Pride Month. If you want to look at some LGBT cinema, please watch The Birdcage. One of my favorite all-time uh, films. That is so good. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. We just have some, you know, some some really. You guys, this was really hard for me to choose. I got, this was very hard for me to do. There was a lot that just right, and I just I'm didn't very, know. Um, it's very interesting to hear, though, because I know, uh, I remember seeing Birdcage, mm-hmm. you know, but I was young. Have you seen it? You have seen it? I do remember seeing it young. I remember Robin Williams in that role. I know Robin Williams was in Too Wong Fu as well. I just remember that, but I need to watch it again as an adult to understand more of it now, to... You, know. you you need it's okay. You definitely need to do a rewatch. Yeah, for you sure. Need to do a re- do to do a rewatch. Do a rewatch. Um, this movie is is comedic gold. Both Nathan Lane and Robin Williams are known for improvising. So Mike Nichols was like, "Look, here's the rules. Y'all gonna do the scene." Robin Williams. Oh oh, I'm tripping. You talk about just like on set and stuff, right? Yes yes yes. The, so Mike Nichols was like, "Do this. Do the scene. Yeah. Way it's been written first. Uh huh. And then I'll let you guys improvise. And so every take they had one that was this is how it was written and then he would let them take the wheels off and go and just be crazy and zany can i tell you because you asked sure me as, sure. A, me as a director sure. <laughs> i think i would uh and let me say will <laughs> okay okay i think i will allow you know improvisation because I want to see. I don't think I have all the answers. Mm-hmm. I like to say I do, just to mm-hmm. be funny. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't think I have all the answers, and I would love to see somebody else's take on, you know, something that I created or something mm-hmm. that I'm mm-hmm. directing or spearheading or whatnot. Just to see what they, you know, do. Right. And then I can ultimately be like, no, right, that's right, not work or right. that's beautiful, you know, versus no. This is how, and I'm not disrespecting that at all because listen, if you got a vision mm-hmm. and your vision is whatever, then that's what, you know, that's mm-hmm. what needs to go because that's your vision. You don't want to derail from it at all. And you take all the credit. You take if all it the fails credit. Or if it's successful. Right. And, but I am definitely a team person when it comes to that stuff. Mm-hmm. I am not afraid to say that we collectively came to this final product. Mm-hmm. So I just, I love that you were saying that because I was thinking about it. I would definitely be loving for people to improv plus i'm sure i'd be there laughing well funny you say that they had to give uh mike nichols a soundproof blanket really during the um dinner scene when the finally when the families all meet and Mm -hmm. they're trying to because what i didn't say i'm trying not to give away this movie is old y'all just need by now but nathan (laughs) lane plays the wife he's in drag so when they come they just see nathan lane as a woman you know and whatever feelings they may have about how he looks or whatever they wouldn't say that to be polite so he's in drag playing the the, the mom (laughs) and 
Nathan Lane's character is so sensitive. And Robin Williams is under all this pressure. And he's snapping. And Robin Williams' son was from like a fling from 20 years ago. So if anybody's mind is going there, how did they... Like, it was with the woman like 20 years ago. Boom. So it's not Nathan Lane's biological son, but he's raised him as his own son as well. Right. So the idea of them at that table, you guys, the dishes that they served... There was dishes where the man was bending over the other man, and Diane Weiss's character, she's like, "Oh, I love. Is this like, um, is this like Mediterranean Greek art?" <laughs> and then Hank character had to come real quick, and he poured the soup. Uh, but he was wearing these shoes that he couldn't fit, and he was falling all over the place. And he's like, "Oh." <laughs> I can't do it justice, you guys. I gotta rewatch. Uh, but during that scene, uh, Mike Nichols was like, "I." They had to put a soundproof blanket over him because he was his like he was dying laughing. Oh, I so, would be too. I that's love just amazing. So yeah, I think you're right. There, let people improvise. Right. I let totally, them improvise. I totally believe because in it. you know I was doing a thing today earlier and they let me improvise. Right. And they're gonna go with the takes that they like and they oftentimes like the stuff where I was improvising today. Because you can get so much you know comedic right. gold off of right. that because you may have what you have in your mind but a lot of right. unless you're just very sure about it right a lot of times it's okay to, to hear and see what somebody else says so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i i anyway you guys I'm i down um, for it. i want y'all to see the birdcage if you have not seen it amazing funny movie yes was there anything else you want to add no wonderful well we're gonna go ahead and uh take <laughs> a break um ken has nothing else to add and yeah Y'all have a good one. Oh. How you doing? You know what? I'm just looking for some candles. Oh, hello. Welcome in. And I need you to also, I'm also looking for um, not only candles, but I'm looking for some, um, I don't know, like some, some, um, some incense. Baby, we got just what you need. We got everything. What kind of smells you really like? Well, you know what? I kind of always want to smell like my savior. I want to okay. smell refreshed and renewed and reborn. Well, we have a few of our most selling flavors. Mm-hmm. I mean, our most selling aromas. Okay. We have rosebud. Mm-hmm. We also have cream pie. Mm-hmm. And then we also have bukkake. Ooh, bukkake. That sounds like real Japanese and oriented. I mm-hmm. don't know if I want to smell like a philistine. I'll take two of your rosebuds. Uh-huh. And uh, what was the first one you said again? Well, the first one was rosebud, honey. And the second one was cream pie. Ah, is that more like a lemon pie? I'll no, do that it, one. Also, now, well, I'm looking over here. You have some beautiful, beautiful fabric over here. Mm-hmm. I think I can use that for my table setting for my Bible band. What I want to do is just kind of put some of that. How many how, how many uh, yards can I get for uh, about $12? Well, of this beautiful, we call this bear skin. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you can get 20 yards of this for only $79.99. Oh. And then we have another one that's called Twink. Mm. That one is only two ninety nine because you know they're usually pretty cheap. And then our most favorite one is versatile, uh-huh. and that's reversible. You know what? I'm gonna go with the versatile because sometimes I don't know if I want to be up or down. Oh, All right, my kind then. of party. Well, now you, now you better stop it. Uh huh. Okay, now I'm looking over here. Uh huh. You all have this beautiful little wooden stools and stuff here. I just got you. all kind of little knickknacks in here. Do you think you have that stool in like a purple for His Royal Majesty? We definitely have it in purple. I we call it purple. I want to kneel down and pray. We call it purple rain. 
Oh, okay. I'll go on and do that. <laughs> uh, one more thing. I got candles. I got fabric. I got my little prayer stool. Mm-hmm. One of the things I always need is just some good music, like relaxing music. Relaxing music. Mm-hmm. You got okay. any good CDs of like instrumentals and stuff? Um, I do. We have our favorite. It's just called Relax, Breathe, and Just Let It In. Oh, that mm-hmm. sounds nice. I think I'm going to take that CD then. Relax, you take it? breathe, and let it in. Everybody loves to take it. So I'm going to go ahead and give you this. Mm-hmm. And then we also have a special going on. Oh, what's your special? It's called Let Everybody Else Join the Train. What do you mean by that? You get a free coupon when you bring more friends with you. <laughs> oh, okay then. That's all right then. Now, the only thing that concerns me is y'all got this whole rainbow banner up over there in the corner. Uh-huh. But I don't see no scriptures that go with the rainbow. When, uh, you know. Scriptures? Yeah, I'm just saying because. Well, why are you looking for a scripture? This is. Well, ain't this the bookstore? Ain't this the Bible bookstore? It's a bookstore, but you know, this is. Ma'am, well, where do you think you are? Well, well, I thought this was Can't Nobody Do Me Like Jesus. Oh, sweetie. This is Can't Nobody Do Me Like Jesus. Oh, Lord. That's right. Can't Nobody Do Me Like Jesus, located in West Hollywood, right next to Barney's Beanery. And guess what? We love to have new visitors. So come on by and uh, give us a ring and we'll make sure we give you a a kiss. Bye-bye. We are back. Yes, we are. And I am still coming off of the high of birdcage. And I'm going to put that bird back in the cage and close the hatch. I thought it was the edible you had earlier. No. Gotcha. Not the edible. Because if it had been the edible, I'd be asleep right now. Yeah, and you'd be high tomorrow. And I, <laughs> No, I would not be high. I don't be high tomorrow. I don't be high the next day. Have you ever if had I like ever a full brownie or a full Rice Krispie treat or something? No, I had a... Because um, if you eat actually, a, if you eating a gummy bright, bear, that's not going to do it. I had um, a Rice Krispie treat one time. Oh, well. And I went right to sleep. All I know is if you get something that's really uh, potent and uh-huh. you get a good piece of it uh-huh you'd be high for a minute Ooh. but um uh, question yes what is your question <laughs> i sure would like to know how's life <laughs> <laughs> i did that's because you're not supposed to be i'm out there i didn't you have something. a question it just popped in my mind question well, okay what's your question it. no i don't have one it just i didn't mean to say that okay so i'm gonna um i'm gonna ask you about your 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 thing okay let me do this let me ask you i just want you to relax why are you looking at me like that? Why are you why are you furring up your brow and turning up your nose and curling up your lips? Why are you looking at me full of hate and disgust? Continue. Y'all, Marcellus has really been on one today. He has snapped at me and <laughs> producer Brandon. And I have not snapped now, at anybody. Now he's snapping and furling his face up because I'm doing with the one time I'm doing you what I'm supposed to do. You know what it is when you're a really nice person, as okay. soon as you do anything wrong, go. people just think that you're just evil. Oh, it's just my cross to bear. I'm just going to eat a church mint. That's okay. my cross to bear. Marcellus, who is the TV guy. Yes. Please let us know. What is your all-time fave LGBTQIA television show? Well, I'm glad you asked me that because there are so many. Because there are so many, like I said. And though I have been deep in the uh, the movie part of it all, mm-hmm. 
I do have a good amount of shows that I love. Yes. And there are many shows that we all know of. Yes. But I had to really sit down and have a little come to Jesus moment and think to myself. I bet you did. What is my favorite? Mm-hmm. Now, if Tu Wong Fu was a TV show, that would win. <laughs> <laughs> I already knew he wanted to say that. Because that's his favorite movie. But it's not. But it's not. So we, we won't even go there. But I had to really be honest with myself. And Kenneth, I just got to tell you. My fave. I think I know what it is. LGBT. I think I know what it is. TV show. Oh is my god, let's see if I'm right. RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh <laughs> my god. Oh my god. Of course. Like, I oh mean, oh my god. Were you right? Did you think I picked that or something? No, else? it was something else. I thought you were gonna say Sense Eight. Oh, okay. So Sense Eight is on the the list, but to me, it wasn't. My Super. favorite. Okay. You know, All right. I love that show. Okay. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't my No, favorite. that's fine. I could totally see you uh, picking this because. And you I know was going to wait about too. everybody. One thing I think that's very uh, challenging for myself and for, if I can talk for you, for uh, Kenneth, is picking the right things that we want for the certain themes because we will have other themes in the future or have had themes before that it True. could be. And so, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, let's say we have a reality episode. That'd be a struggle because that go for my reality too. It's true. Because I don't watch the love and hip hops and all them other nonsenses. That's true. But what I will say is I don't care. I love this show. And I'm gonna tell you why. RuPaul's Drag Race is an American reality TV competition. Yes, okay? it is. Yes, it and is. And it's produced by World of Wonder. I love me some World of Wonder. And I, I actually low-key want to work there. I remember thinking that when it started, like, when I get into, like, doing <laughs> production. You should apply. Working for a production company. Why wouldn't you apply? I, I will. I, but I'm saying, like, I always remember thinking that even before I was, like, into, like, working for film and TV. Yes. And like yes. Um, you should apply. Uh, this show, it went from season one to eight on Logo. Mm-hmm. Logo TV. Mm-hmm. Love me some Logo. Um, and then from season nine up until the present, mm-hmm. it's been on VH1. That's right. Now, it was on a struggle bus for a minute. Yes, it was. As you know, season one, they call it the lost season. It had that <laughs> one hour photo filter. Yes. Everybody yes. was shiny. You could barely see their face. They were so yes. shiny. Yes. Um, and in addition to that, I don't know what the world was going on. Well, I don't know if it was Logo. I don't know if it was RuPaul. I don't know if it was World of Wonder. Mm-hmm. But somebody was not given the green light on HD. <laughs> And I know some people don't care. Some people just want to watch TV. But mm-hmm. for people like me that know a little bit about TV, right? I cannot watch standard television on an HD TV. Okay. okay. And by that time, people were starting to get HD TV. Right. You know? Right. And now we got the 4Ks and the 20Ks and right. whatever else. Right. <laughs> right. But it just was so frustrating because you would want to see what was going on. The funny part, though, is it made everybody look better than they were. Because <laughs> once it did hit HD, then you was like, woo, some of them wasn't working. <laughs> but I am one of uh, the fans who have seen every single episode, including every single Untucked episode, mm-hmm. including every single RuPaul's Drag U episode, which is a spinoff, including every single RuPaul's Paul drag RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars episode. I have not missed one because I love the freaking show that much. And he has, he has seen every episode. RuPaul, of course, is the host, mm-hmm. the judge. Mm-hmm. I mean, a judge, and she also serves as a mentor. And basically, the show's format, for those who don't know, is is competition. So they have different challenges, and they range from like. 
I remember there was like a wet t-shirt one. <laughs> just I want your mind to just go where yes. where could that go with right. queens? Right. Wet t-shirt they have acting <clears throat> challenges, they have music challenges, dance challenges. Mm-hmm. They of course have to do runway and everything. And in addition to the format, they have mini challenges, maxi challenges, they have the runway mm-hmm. and then they also have the lip sync for your life. Yes. Life. yes. And on All Stars it's lip sync for your legacy. Yes. Um I will say I I started to get a little frustrated in the the world of RuPaul's Drag Race as time went on because w- season 1 was definitely like oh shit like yeah. They got a drag uh drag queen shows. Yeah. Everybody that you know knew about it was on it. Season two, start building. By season four and five, you start getting more people. But I think really by the time it hit season seven and eight mm-hmm. and now, mm-hmm. it's gotten this big fandom that includes families, little kids. Right, all right. All kind of people watch right. RuPaul's Drag Race because it's so mainstream now. And it's, it's kind of broken so many uh, barriers. Yes, it has. So people now are really into it, which is a great thing. That's the ultimate goal. Right. However, I think it's also created this very toxic fandom that it's talked about a lot where social media in general Mm -hmm. just gives everybody now this open platform to say whatever the hell they want, Mm -hmm. even though, you know, nobody asked. Right. And now you have people criticizing, openly criticizing people, but it goes even far as people giving people death threats. Mm -hmm. If their favorite queen gets sent home, they go on the other queen's page and you suck. Somebody said something about people being black and looking like a monkey. Somebody said something else about this and that. Somebody, it just gets to the thing that people know they've been wanting to say, but now they can say it because they hide behind the screen. Right. Right. And so I think it's so even so even more so amazing that these drag queens get to have this platform mm-hmm. and get to do this, but they're strong enough to kind of not buckle under the pressure right. of what these people are saying. Right. Because then you see these people out because they perform at clubs. That's like a drag ra- a drag queen's livelihood is mm-hmm. you perform, you get the money from performing. Mm-hmm. And who's to say, I'm pretty sure it happens, I know it happens, you have some of those people coming to the show just to kind of hate, you know? Yeah. You have some of the people coming to look for you just want to say something rude. Yeah. So I think about that and I just kudos to... I didn't even think about that. Kudos to... Somebody showing up just to be mean. Just to be mean. That's horrible. And hateful. So kudos to any performer, any drag queen that is doing it, going out there and getting their time to shine because this is the perfect time to do it because now you got to make your own celebrity. You pretty much. You, you pretty much. It's rare that you just go get, you, you got to make the power. your own celebrity. And you have the power to do it. Like you it makes so do. much sense to take social media and use it in a positive way to tell your story, to direct your film, to perform right because why we don't really need a studio to green light us. Anymore. You don't. You could do everything with your friends and family. Right. That, my fave. Thank you. This We're a perfect example. How this came about? Ain't nobody asking. No, ask but for this. the thing is, it's like you have some amazing people being a part of this. You mm-hmm. have Michelle Visage, who is RuPaul's best friend. Yeah, they, had, they was on the RuPaul show back in the day yes, together. Yes, yes. You got Ross Matthews, who has the funniest voice in the world, but yes. he is just hilarious. Carson Kressley, who was Queer Eye for the Straight Guy back in the day. Right, you know, he was one of the people. The original on there. Fab Four. Original Fab Five. Fab Five. Sorry. And then. They have many other guests. I mean, Michelle Williams has been on there. Mm-hmm. Um, many actresses, Miley Cyrus. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's that other Jackson? I always forget her name. Uh, not Janet. Did you say Reby? The, not Reby. Latoya? Latoya. Yeah. I'll you got say, Latoya. Reby was on it? You got all <laughs> these people who support it and who love the show. Yeah. Then, not to mention, on social media, one of the queens, um, 
she just won on the last one. She won Miss Congeniality, Miss Congeniality mm-hmm. but I'm forgetting her name right now. Because are you talking about um, Nina West? Nina West. Uh huh. She had Rihanna slide into her DMs to tell her how much she loved her Aww. and how much. So you, 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 this show is on, and you have celebrities, all kind of people watching, watching it. the show. You become, you know, a celebrity in a sense. Yes, people love Shangela, and can I tell you, Shangela is Shangela is my me. favorite. I've had the opportunity being in LA that you see a lot of these. Uh, queens a lot because they perform everywhere mm-hmm. and then if you go out in clubs you go out anywhere they're there mm-hmm. so i was out one time Eric was with me and we saw shangela but mm-hmm. we saw i think his name is dj when he's mm-hmm. out of drag mm-hmm. he walked by i said Edward, that's shangela he was like really i said i'm gonna go say something and i went and i said i just want you to know i think you're amazing i love you everything you do and he was like oh thank you and he didn't blow me off he didn't like yes. try to whatever he had a full on conversation with me and Edward he like pulled us to the side so that people would like not be pushing us out the way Yeah, and he was just sitting stirring his drink just talking to us mm-hmm. and we had a whole conversation and then me and Edward went to drag con the uh-huh. next uh, day uh-huh. and we told him we're gonna see you at drag con he was like oh yeah make sure you come say hi we came to say hi he was like Edward and Marcellus like he <gasps> oh, remembered us my God. it wasn't this okay y'all because th- unfortunately there are some queens <laughs> right. who act like that but he didn't try to brush us off. He was just nice and had a you know conversation See. with us. And anyway, just let me because I can go on for years about no, the show. No, but this is all good content. So as I this explained to you before, um, it had many spinoffs, but the show started doing so good. Ru- Paul has now won a few uh, daytime Emmys for yes, this. Yes, yes, yes. The show has won Emmys. Like I said, breaking barriers and it's drag like. Did you ever think, despite what people feel, you know, people got their hate, people, whatever. Right. All I say about it is, who gives a damn? Right. Like, oh, right. well. Right. But to think about a drag queen. Yeah. A man, well, usually, a man yeah. in a dress. It's a female we, impersonator. We, we break it all the way down. Yes. It's a, a female f- impersonator. That's what a drag queen. That's a lot queen. of people missed of what drag queens are female impersonators right. they perform and they impersonate different celebrity females whatever whatever but to think that now that is mainstream right these queens are showing up on tv shows getting their own tv shows getting netflix specials they are everywhere whatever whatever and then mama rue is just basking in this because she like paved this way and yes. i don't care who tries to hate on her yeah who tries whatever she opened that door before rupaul's drag race mm-hmm. she opened that door in her whole mm-hmm. career whole mm-hmm. i remember being a kid and people ki- and i am not just making this up i remember in elementary people were referencing oh that person act like rupaul you know right right to know that right that's People knew that name. RuPaul was a household name. A household name. I remember MTV, the beach, uh, uh, her doing supermodel at the MTV beach uh, thing. And while they were doing like the runways and the models and stuff. Like RuPaul was a household name. I remember RuPaul's show on um, VH1 back in the day. Right. She's coming back to daytime television. Yeah, she got a new show coming out. New Um, show coming out. And so my whole thing is I'm just just so amazed about it. And just to kind of tell you more about how amazed i am by it uh-huh. i follow a lot of it i have met plenty of um the queens going to shows mm-hmm. you know been there supported i even had the opportunity to be in monet exchanges video yes you did that was her music video for soak it up yes. if you listen to this go watch it soak it up i'm in the beginning you'll see me a few times with my little black hair but i got the little honey blonde tips yes. at that time yes <laughs> and i remember paparazzi i remember i had like sent in my headshot and everything and i was just like yeah i want to be a part of whatever uh-huh. and then 
her uh, assistant got back to me and everything, uh-huh. and I got there. But I got to meet her. Super nice. And I got to meet my, uh, Bob the Drag Queen at that time, yes. too. Yes. And, and wasn't, uh, what's her name on there, too? Yes. And um, Monique Hart. Monique Hart. Can I tell you, out of all of them, my favorite is Monique Hart. <laughs> so at one point <laughs> while we were doing the whole thing, Bob and Monet are just really having this conversation and talking about what's coming next, what's coming next. So all of us are just chilling, uh-huh. but Monique is chilling with us. And she's talking. And she saw me and, because the majority, let's say it was about, 12 of us there okay it was only two black people i'm okay. just i'm just throwing that out there okay me and uh a friend i met and I'm, i gotta look up because i'm now forgetting her name and that's so rude but we were there okay and she is amazing this friend i met she is just she had me rolling the entire time and when he saw us he said okay highly melanated <laughs> <laughs> and we just had a whole conversation and he was just so nice and I didn't know he could sing at that time. Okay. And I just heard him singing to himself. And I was like, you can sing. And he said something like, I do a little bit. Like, you know, <laughs> just laughing. And I'm just like, I just love it. So anyway. Look at you up in the mix. I want to let you know a little fun facts about the show and about, you know, other shows that came from it. One thing that I didn't know that uh-huh. we always thought about and touched on. You know how they always do those little, uh, they call them quips. Yes. They always say stuff. The yeah. Little, sometimes they hit. Sometimes they don't. Yes. Yes. <laughs> We were trying to figure out, like, how does that all work and who writes it or whatever? Do they just throw it out? The thing is, they have time to think about it and rehearse it because they make the queens walk twice. Okay. Once with the music. Okay. And the second time so that they can do all their quips and do all the things about it. Then they edit it together. Ah. The magic of editing. Nice. Speaking of the magic of editing, this show is not exempt from its editing flaws okay okay <laughs> there are plenty times if you really study it like um, i'm pretty sure someone like me that there are plenty of times that you see that people are um they'll they'll tell uh, one person to go to the back like you're yeah. safe yeah then when they call the next person that person is back up front standing next to them <laughs> like it's just a few editing flaws so it's a little bit of continuity errors it takes rupaul six hours to get ready oh my god every time Six hours to put Six on drag? Hours, right. Um, That's why he don't want to do that all the time. Tyra and Aquaria uh-huh. uh, are tied for the youngest winners ever. And people love to hate on Tyra. And uh-huh. I know she went crazy for a minute, but I still stand strong by Tyra. Okay. I met Tyra as well. We had a whole conversation. I told her, I was like, I don't care what nobody say about you. You're one of my favorites. And he was just like, oh, thank you so much. You know, that kind of yeah. thing. And I just think, yeah. And lastly, um, Willem is probably the most controversial queen to ever hit the show okay. because Willem went through a lot on the show, got kind of kicked off and everything. But she came back to say that this show, especially on her season, there was a lot of things wrong. The okay. production wasn't right. Okay. Wires weren't taped down. Stuff just wasn't finished. And then to top that off, they weren't serving food as much as they should and didn't have vegetarian options for the vegetarian people and all this other stuff. And I just okay. thought that's partly Willem, Willem being Willem, but that's also like, I hope that's, you know, I hope they fix that. Right, <laughs> right, right. And lastly, but beautifully, RuPaul says for all of the queens that audition, one like thing that she sees a lot with the queen says, they all make a comment saying, ah, cut a bitch. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so yeah. But wait, I just need to break that down. Yeah. Is RuPaul saying that every time She's somebody auditions? A lot of queens that audition say that line. Wow. And it's sorry, it's honey, I will cut a bitch. Okay. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's that. But 
Yeah. It's a fun show, you guys. If you have never taken the time to see RuPaul's Drag Race, please, please, please. My mom used to love this show. My mom was watching RuPaul's Drag Race, and I wasn't watching RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> and I remember coming in her room, and I was like, what do you watch? She's like, RuPaul's Drag I was like, oh, my God. She's like, I love this show. It's funny. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, mom. If, if it ain't nothing else, it's funny. And she would be dying laughing at RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, I had to play RuPaul in a sketch one time and i played rupaul out of drag and then i came back as rupaul in drag please i'm so glad that wasn't recorded it was horrible <laughs> i had my rupaul down to the my best of my abilities but we didn't have the budget for makeup and stuff got it, got so it. we kept rupaul out of drag it was auntie tina paul no it was crazy <laughs> and then i remember uh we all went to go drink afterwards and, and hang out at the at the kick it spot and one of the guys who came was like i was like oh my god i was just so devastated about my rupaul he was like yeah you need to work on that i was Ooh. like thank you he's like but i you know i was like no it's too late you've already given me this thing uh but you guys if you haven't seen it please do i was actually going to go my goal was to go back and watch all the old seasons it's so hard to get but i can't find now. them you have i think the only way you really can do it successfully now is to purchase them on amazon Oh, and so I'm thinking about do it just so you can watch season one because if you got it, uh, you can't be a RuPaul's Drag Race fan and not see season one. Like there are plenty of people who haven't. Okay, <laughs> but to be a real fan, you gotta see season one and see where it started from and why so many things are the way they are. Like they didn't even have sorry, they didn't even have the lipstick thing in season one. If I can oh, remember, really? like you write the lipstick yeah, on the mirror. Yeah, that wasn't even a thing. No lipstick. If messages. I'm not mistaken, I think Shangela was the first person to ever write on the mirror with the lipstick. Really, when she got kicked off of season two. Well. Then Shangela should be given a medal just for that. Like she just come and added one of the most memorable aspects of the show. I don't know if she, if she added or if it was producers, but she was the first one to, to do, do it. it. Yeah. Well, I, I love Shangela with all of my heart. If I had to ask you, who are your top three uh, drag uh, queens? My top three. Your top three drag queens of uh, all time. And they don't even have to be in the show because there are some drag queens that exist oh, out plenty. of the show. There are plenty, 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 plenty. Lady Bunny, like so. There's some drag queens who exist uh, out of the I'm show. I'm gonna go with the show for the sake of this show. Okay. Um, Shangela goes on there. Mm-hmm. Um, Alaska. Mm-hmm. Because she's brilliant. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think. Uh oh, dum dum dum. Just for sheer, because it may be some controversy with this, but just for sheer personality uh-huh is miss vanji vanessa oh, vanji mateo okay of course she got some things to work on whatever whatever else mm -hmm. i think she's gorgeous i think she's beautiful i think she does everything mm -hmm. perfectly in my eye right and she is entertaining to watch she's shangela number two to me to be right honest. right right and that's what i'm looking for when i watch the show mm -hmm. i know some other people are looking for this the evil fans are looking for whatever right right, right. i'm looking for what um rupaul said in order to win you need charisma mm -hmm. uniqueness nerve mm -hmm. and talent shangela has all four of those absolutely you, know? you don't need to just have the best fashion and that's right. all you got to bring right no 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 you know no so no, 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 no. that's my thing you guys you heard it here you heard it first if you are not watching rupaul's drag race get on it get on it if you haven't seen birdcage Watch it. Watch it. This is how Pride, where we're celebrating LGBTQIA. Pride. That stands for lesbian, bisexual. What else? Marcel's finish it up. L oh, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm forgetting the letters. L G lesbian. <laughs> lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans. <laughs> <T> <laughs> 
questioning. Yes. I thought it was queer, but it's questioning. Yes. I interpreted. No. Intersectional. Intersectional. Not intersectional. And A stands for asexual. <laughs> oh my God! Damn, we're gonna get no sponsors. <laughs> they gonna say no. Oh, they gonna say forget them. I really want the LGBT center to sponsor us, but now we're gonna get no sponsorship. <laughs> I want y'all to know we can joke because you we know, know this. We we're a part of this. We know what's up. Okay, you guys. Um, we're gonna take a break, and we're gonna be back with our must watch and maybe some honorable mentions. They were equal to what we chose, but. We went with one or the other. We'll be back. Hey, you ever been injured in an auto accident? Don't wait. Call me right now. You may be entitled to compensation. I'm Lenny K. Parker. Nathaniel Thomas here. I was at the church annual picnic and got chicken grease all over my good knee. But I called Lenny K. Parker and he got me $82.93. Ain't got no new knee, but I got some money. My name is Katie LaCroix. I called several law offices and I was not able to find anyone who didn't want a down payment. I said, not today, devil. That's when I called Lenny K. Parker. Call now. Toll free. 1-800-444-0000. I'm Lenny K. Parker. I'm nearby and I'm ready to fight for you. You ain't got to worry about no medical bills, no suffering or lost wages. Listen, you need somebody to go to choir rehearsal for you? We got somebody ready. You need somebody to go to your AA meeting? We got somebody ready for that too. You got to go to a physical? We got somebody ready for that too. It's Lenny K. Parker Law Offices. We going to handle everything. Call me right now. Devon Washington, uh, Lenny K. Parker got me $2.1 million and I'm in a wheelchair. Welcome back. Welcome back. Mar- Marcellus, welcome back. It's so good to see <laughs> welcome you. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> Listen, I have my times where I drift off, okay? I uh-huh. have a very short attention span, and yeah. I don't need to be crucified for it. Well, only one was crucified, and that was the Savior. Ooh. That's the only one who was crucified. Okay, Marcellus, what is this What is this part? Uh, the part where we get a drink. Oh, and and he spent the whole first 30 minutes of the show talking about he was an alcoholic. <laughs> but you heard what came out of his mouth. This is our must watch. This is the point in the show where we're saying some things that we think you really must watch because we just really want you to must watch it, you know? Oh, my God. And we, try, we like to throw in some honorable mentions here and there. Yes. So, Ken, uh, you go first. Okay, I'm not going to take up too much time because if I do, it'll be like a whole other hour. Must watch. You have got to watch this movie. No. You have got to watch this movie. Yes, you did. I did not. You would have heard it. it did anybody like, hear it? It smelled like Adul sausage. Adul sausage? Adul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you make me want some gumbo. <laughs> now, for must watch, Moonlight. Oh, my God. Came out in 2016. Oh, I smell some salami, but that wasn't me. Anyway, <laughs> must watch, Moonlight 2016 chronicles the story <laughs> of a young black man. <laughs> Who was <laughs> he was an adolescent, and he's going into adulthood. Also, 
African American uh-huh. living in this crazy neighborhood in Miami. So Listen. what I thought was really interesting about this is we got <laughs> over in one section of Miami, we got a cabaret and a drag store, and then over in the black neighborhood, we got uh, <laughs> we well, got what's our new? <laughs> we got our young character who's also dealing with his sexuality. Yeah. But in a very unsupportive um, environment and in an environment, not even so much about the unsupportiveness of his sexual orientation and how he wants to express himself, but he was growing up with a mom who had a drug problem. Yeah. And I cannot tell you guys how amazing this film was. This film won an Oscar for Best Picture. It was great. It also won for Best Adapted Screenplay, and it also won for Best Supporting Actor. Uh, Mahershal Ali, uh, Naomi Harris is in this. Uh, we also have Jon- uh, Jonelle Monet is in this. Oh. You guys, this film was incredible. And I remember going to see the screening of this before it was released to the public. And it was like a standing ovation. And I I was there for Mahershal Ali and uh, Jonelle Monet and all the characters. Um, what's his name? Trevante, Trevante Rhodes. Um, who played the lead character as this character becomes an adult. And it was such a great Q&A time, and Barry Jenkins was there. So I was so excited to see this and was so happy to do be a part of the screening. If you guys have not seen this, if you, it, it's a very good film, and I love, it wasn't, like, sexual. Like, they didn't, like, they wasn't all in the, because it's more to it than that. People get hung up on the physical part of it. Like, oh, this person is gay. I can't see no man in a man. You know what? It's so much deeper than that. That's just one aspect of how you define a person. So when you see this movie, I think it did a very good job. Really good. Of focusing really good. on a whole picture. Yeah. And you and we see this character from childhood all the way up to adulthood. Amazing. Amazing. That's my must watch. Oh, my God. Must I got watch. to see that at uh, Arclight. Oh, that was my yes. first time going to ArcLight. Oh, got to see Moonlight. What a good way to start your ArcLight experience. It was just so beautiful. Even from the colors, there was a scene where him as a little boy, he was at that beach, mm-hmm. and that moonlight was hitting. Yes. And just the color of his yes. skin. And just, oh. They lit us so well. Ooh. The melanin was well Melanin lit. is It was beautiful. well lit. And that was one of my favorite scenes is the beach scene. Oh, God. I was just like, oh. It, it was, God. I was, I was like, okay. Oh, my God. Um, honorable mention? Do you want me to do that right now? Go ahead. Can I tell you, these are two movies that I just love these movies. The first one I'm going to call is an oldie but goodie, Philadelphia from 1993 with Tom Hanks and Denzel Washington. Okay, picture it. We're in the middle, early 90s. (laughs) Sicily. Yeah, picture it, Sicily. (laughs) We're coming off of the AIDS epidemic of the 80s where everyone was just dying in epic proportions to Mm -hmm. AIDS. And people were so cruel and so mean about what AIDS was and what it wasn't. And there was so many rumors flying around. I can get it if you just look at me. Okay, sit down. (laughs) Ignorance needs to sit down. And what happened was Tom Hanks plays this character who works at a law firm and once he is diagnosed with AIDS the law firm let him go and it was one of those cases that goes up through the court system Denzel Washington plays his lawyer and is basically brilliantly played by the great Denzel Washington and he's suing the law firm like you guys let me go because of my diagnosis and because of my medical condition not because I'm not a good lawyer and they didn't have the right to do that 
and that was real life mm-hmm. 1993 people were being let go people had such a horrible way of viewing the disease people would get on the news and say god is punishing people oh and you're dying because they just you're get on a Facebook horrible and say person well yeah right, <laughs> right. no i know so what I'm it's just like again what was also beautiful about this movie is we're not playing into the stereotype of sexualizing everything. It's yeah. just human whole people. You you just made me think of something and not to get too too serious, but there was uh, someone I knew. I won't even say they were a friend, but someone I knew mm-hmm. when that whole situation in Orlando happened, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they proceeded to get on Facebook and mm-hmm. say, you know, it's because God is not pleased. Yeah. Yeah. As if God is going to endorse <laughs> someone going in with an assault weapon and just killing people. Right. Like, that was what and God they was were like. Vi- this is they how were, I want to do it. They were very sure in what they were saying. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they couldn't wait to say that. And that wasn't my place to respond. That wasn't my place to anything. It was just a straight up um, yeah. uh, unfriend. I just need to cancel you. Because you having that mindset and you thinking... All I can do to change your mindset mm-hmm. is show you how wonderful my life is. Right. But I'm not going to sit there and try to convince you of nothing because there will be no convincing happening. No. <laughs> you've already made up your mind, you guys. So that you just made me think of that with that news thing. And I just think that that's just crazy. Yeah. So Philadelphia, brilliant. If you have not seen Philadelphia, do yourself a favor and watch this amazing movie. And then my last honorable oh, mention is Call Me By Your Name. Call Me By Your Call Name. Call Me By Your Name. I just love that movie. came out in 2017. Um... <laughs> I think the f- my favorite part of this movie is the relationship between the father and the son. Oh yeah. So I know people yes, want to go. Yes. When he had that talk. Yeah. Listen, Marcellus. I don't think a lot of people caught what no, was really going and that on was in the that reason talk. Why I put this on my list because once again, you want to get caught up in the relationship between Timothy and Army Hammer's characters, right? Which in and of itself is wonderful, and there's so many good things to pull out of it. And people are like, "Oh my God, the age difference!" And like, I get it, all of that. But if you put that to the side and focus on the relationship between his father. And Timothy's character, Mm -hmm. that is what made the movie beautiful for me. Because so many times in our society, as a young man is dealing with what it means to be a man, and oftentimes homosexuality, my sexuality, all that stuff coming, it's like, ah. It's in direct um, conflict with what people feel like masculinity is, right? Right. So the last person you expect to be on your side is your father. The last person you expect to get it is your dad. Right. And what Marcellus is alluding to is a conversation in which the dad talks to the son about loving and what your true love is and not missing that and knowing that it's happening and being in the moment. And I'm not going to say anything else about it. That's crazy. But do yourself a favor during june this is lgbtia pride month take time to just watch some beautiful stories and if you ever want to get started this is your starter pack today my favorite is helping y'all today <laughs> with y'all gay starter pack please oh my god yes watch these films that's it for my honorable mentions marcellus what about you well, I have a must watch. Um, I had a few that I want to go through and I was thinking like, what do I feel people actually must watch more than the other? Right. And I had two that I was struggling with, but I ended up picking one and the other one went to my honorable mention, of course. Okay. 
I feel like a must watch, uh, which is a little more lighthearted, is Noah's Ark. Oh, Odie but goodie. Noah's Ark came out at a time where I think it was really much needed. Yes. We had queer ass folk. We had the L word. Mm-hmm. We had mm-hmm. all these things that, you know, did show, you know, LGBT, queer culture, all that good thing. But unfortunately, it was all, you know, white queer mm-hmm. culture. White this, white that, mm-hmm. which had a voice, everything. And it was great, great shows. Mm-hmm. But then comes along Noah's Ark. Which yes. was a point yeah. of view that was very different. Yes. Set in Los Angeles for black friends, all gay, all living totally different lives. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of see it. To me, it was like, uh, remember Girlfriends? Yes. <laughs> Girlfriends. It was like, you know, that version. It was on Logo from 2005 to 2006. Had two seasons. I'm going to be honest. Some of the acting struggled. Right. Let's just be completely honest. Right. But that don't matter. Right. I think it was a great, great show. You had Noah mm-hmm. um, uh, played by Daryl Stevens. Mm-hmm. I met him at DragCon. Oh, wow. I did. Wow. Played by Daryl Stevens. And <clears throat> he looks exactly the same. Mm-hmm. He has like a little bit like a gray hair on uh-huh. the side. Uh-huh. But he looks exactly the same. Wow. And then you got Alex played by Rodney Chester. Ricky by Christian Vincent. Chance uh-huh. by Doug Spearman. Uh-huh. Wade. Robinson by uh-huh. Jensen Atwood. Uh-huh. I was at the Soul Spot, um, which is a little club on Hollywood Boulevard. Okay. And they sing and stuff. Uh-huh. And I saw him there and I was about to be like, hey, wait. Like, wait. His name is uh, <laughs> not Wade. Right. His name is Jensen Atwood. Right. Um, but he looks exactly the same. He just has like a big old fro. And I think he had the fro in the show too. In the show a little bit, yeah. Like he looks the same too. And it's just like, it had a movie too that came over from Jumping the Broom. Mm-hmm. And it's just so amazing to see. But of course, even though the show was comedy, it had it was lighthearted, things like that, it did have a lot of serious moments mm-hmm. and a lot of things that it dealt with. And, you know, it just it just was such an important thing i think to happen for people to 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 see a different point of view and i think that's the whole reason why different opinions points of view exist absolutely and they matter absolutely i can't relate to Susie at all times you know no and i want to be able to relate to things Mm -hmm. because being able to relate to things makes me see things in a different light right. myself. You right. know? And right. who knows, it may help me somewhere. You got so many people, unfortunately, um, in all different communities, but especially in the LGBT community, mm-hmm. who are committing suicide mm-hmm. mainly because they are not accepted. Mm-hmm. And not just, oh, nobody likes me. No, it's a, my parents don't accept mm-hmm. me. My family doesn't accept mm-hmm. me. My whatever, I go to school, I get bullied. Mm-hmm. I, whatever, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. And... Sometimes it could be a TV show. It could yeah. be something that happens in a show that can change something. Yeah. Or just anything. It can spark a conversation that changes something. It could change a point of view. Right. You know? Right. So I just think that those things are important, especially now. Absolutely, so go back and watch it. Absolutely, you guys. <laughs> That's a good one. What is your what was your honorable mention? Listen, you all that was sharing the space with Noah's Ark. My honorable mention that was sharing the space with Noah's Ark. Yes. Yeah. Is Pose. Oh, another great show. Uh, you know why I'm mad? Because I've been waiting to talk uh, about Pose. Yeah. And I couldn't think of like when I was going to talk about it because right. I forgot that we had this, right. <laughs> this genre. Right. And I was thinking, when am I going to put Pose in? And I think I mentioned it before, but I never had a moment to like fully go into right. Pose like I want to. Right. Then this came and I was like, Pose. And I was like, but wait. Like then I got had my little struggle. Listen, season, uh, is this season two coming or three? Yes, sir. Season two is coming? No, no, season three. Season three? Yeah. Season three is coming. I just watched an interview today with Billy Porter and mm-hmm. how he was, it was so inspiring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And it's just like, you need to watch that show. And my other ones, real quick, Will and Grace, because it's Will and Grace. <laughs> yes. And Sense8, like... Oh, it is on the list. Okay. Sense8 is just great, yeah. you know? Yeah. So... Okay, great ones. Listen, all of you all take some time. This is amazing shows. It's just really about um, human beings human at the end of the beings. day, right? You know, I obviously, we have to have a... Um, a genre, and this is a genre. It is its own genre because of the content focusing on a community and a particular perspective and a point of view. That's why we love our show. Yeah. So when you look into this lens and you look and you put a spotlight on this particular community, these are the ones that rise to the top for us. Yes, for sure. So if you ever want to dip your toes into the rainbow section of the pool, <laughs> go on and check these different titles. Check them out now. They are really And plenty more, great. of course. You There's can go on so Netflix and just go in that genre oh, and God. go in. Netflix has a lot of good movies. I'm watching one now called The Cake Maker. Uh-oh. Well, I want to say... <laughs> Uh, if you are looking to follow me anywhere, you can follow me at Marcellus underscore kid. Where can they follow you, Ken? Ken Brown 79. Okay. And at you Ken can, Brown 79. At Ken Brown 79. At Ken Brown 79. And you can follow us both on at Instagram. My Fave Podcast. That's My Fave Podcast. Give us some more love on the Instagram. Give us some more uh, talks. Tell us what's going on. We will respond to things. Uh, start putting some more of these pictures that we be taking while this is happening. Up, I know. They are, uh, they are a hot We love to mess. hear from y'all. Okay. <laughs> and we really do. Also, 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 I want to say, go on YouTube uh, my fave podcast give us some love on the tube because we have plenty of funny little videos up especially with auntie tina i just put one up not too long ago i don't know if y'all know auntie tina but i got stuck in the grocery store with her and i never want to do that again <laughs> so if you would like to see what happened when i got stuck in said grocery store please go on youtube and check that out it's amazing and to end this i really want to say yes it's pride month yes it is that time but really, everything is about love. Everybody say love. Everybody say love. And whether you <laughs> agree, disagree, got feelings, whatever, we should love and respect people. That's right. That is the biggest thing. That's right. That's what matters. That's okay? all that matters, Because they don't care. They're going to still do whatever they want to do. Anyway. <laughs> so I hope everybody has a beautiful, beautiful night, morning, whatever it is. And uh, hasta la pasta. Bye. Bye.